All right, we got to check one, two, check one, two. Are we recording? We are recording. We did it. We did it. Excellent. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Conversation Piece with me, Patrick Armstrong. I am your host, and this is the podcast where I talk to interesting people and my friends and other interesting people about whatever's on their minds at the moment. Generally, it is probably going to do a lot with adoption or adoptee experiences, but it can be about anything. I really like sports, so I'm waiting for the opportunity to be able to have a sports person on and get into that. But today is November 15th. I am coming to you live on Instagram currently, um, <clears throat> but recording this literally on the morning of the 15th. It is 8.02 a.m. on the East Coast. I am in the Midwest, but we are on Eastern Standard Time, so that's why I said that. Um, but this is another half episode, you know, uh, for new listeners of the show, I put out an episode in co, uh, that coincides with the release of my newsletter on the first of every month. And a couple months ago I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own podcast and, um, hop into that game and just decided to launch this piece called conversation piece. I don't know what's happening. <clears throat> I literally just woke up a few half hours ago and I'm doing fine, but it's all totally fine. Um, so on these half episodes, it's just really me. Uh, generally on the episodes I release in the first, I'll have a guest and we'll talk about whatever it is that's on their minds, as I said before. But today you're going to just be hearing me and I'm just going to be talking about a little bit of what's been going on in November what I've got coming up for the rest of the month, and what you can expect from the episode releasing in December. I think I'll probably talk a little bit about, too, my vision for where we're going in the next, or in next year, um, specifically with this show, but also kind of in my personal journey. And if folks have questions on the live stream, uh, welcoming them to drop them into the question box at the bottom of the Instagram live or just leave a comment. And if I see it, I will get to it and try and get to it and we'll do some Q&A, you know, some uh, real-time Q&A. So shout out to everybody who is on the live right now. Appreciate you stopping by. Again, this was super spontaneous. Um, full transparency for the listener out there. Completely forgot that I needed to have this done. I'm not going to lie. I thought yesterday was the 13th. It was not. It was the 14th. So that's why we're doing this right now. And very, very appreciative of everyone that's been following me along on this particular part of my journey. And so to start off, I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out, sent kind words of support, um, sent love and flowers and whatever it might be about the episode in November with Laura Summers. Special shout out to Laura Summers at Laura is a lot on Instagram. She is amazing. We had an amazing conversation specifically about specifically about imposter syndrome as adoptees. Um, but she dropped a lot of, of great nuggets of wisdom in that episode. Highly recommend you go check that out. I'm pretty sure it's only on Apple Podcasts. I'm almost positive I've told everyone that it's available everywhere, but I'm almost positive that it's only on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this, that's probably where you're listening to or you're on my Transistor page directly. Um, but yes, thank you so much to Laura. That was truly a really fantastic conversation and it was a great way for me i feel like to kick off uh national adoptee awareness month which is where we find ourselves in the middle of right now um 
for those who may not know, and I'm assuming everyone does because that's who's listening to the show currently, but if there are new listeners out there, um, <clears throat> no, November is National Adoption Awareness Month. Oh, uh, friend uh, and listener of the show, Alicia, just let me know. It is on Google Podcasts. So if you listen on Google, you can find me there. Conversation piece with Patrick Armstrong. Why am I saying that on the podcast? I guess I'm saying it for you folks at home on Instagram who may not be listening yet. But um, anyways, thank you, Alicia. Uh, so November is National Adoption Awareness Month. And that got set up, I believe, in the 90s by Bill Clinton when he was in office. Um specifically to highlight adoption and what I'm assuming is to make people be more interested in adoption. I don't know. But anyways, set up without specifically the adoptee voice in mind. And ever since I've found out about this particular month and what and been going on this journey, you know, my whole thing has been let's reclaim what we can reclaim. And while this was never ours I don't, I, w I won't say this wasn't ours to reclaim, but like we never set this up to begin with and wasn't taken away from us. Um, I do feel like it's something that we can take back in a way and take over in a way that centers our voices and centers the voices of people who experience adoption firsthand, not the adoptive parent voice, but specifically that of the adopted child, the adoptees like myself and so many of uh, my friends and community members out there. So... Um, instead of National Adoption Awareness Month, I like to call it National Adoptee Awareness Month because for me, it is all about centering and amplifying and elevating the voices of adoptees, specifically adult adoptees who generally and specifically have been dismissed and invalidated and not heard throughout this month and throughout every other month of the year. And I think it's really important for us to be able to to do that, to be able to share our stories, to be able to find safe spaces to do so, and to be supported to enter into what could potentially be seen as unsafe spaces in order to reach the ears and the minds and the hearts of people who aren't or maybe are unaware of what it is that we experience as adoptees, what adoption is from the perspective of an adoptee, and again, why that's important to know. So that's what this month has been about. And I'll say um, the episode, episode two with Laura was great to kick that off because I think it got my uh, creative juices flowing when it comes to stepping in and, and creating content and pushing things out and writing things um, throughout this month. It's uh can be really difficult. I it's not, it, it, it can be, and it is really difficult, I think, to openly share your story, especially on places like a social media platform where you don't have full control over your safety there. Um, you can block comments, you can block people, you can do certain things like that, um, where you can take a modicum of control. But at the end of the day, you are stepping out into a place of discomfort and you are taking on a challenge and a, and a risk that people probably aren't always thinking about people when people share we don't think about it being potentially dangerous or not not that we don't think about it there are a lot of people who think about it but specifically white straight people aren't probably thinking about the the why it can be <laughs> 
why it can be scary, why it can be so dangerous for us to just share. And that's something I've talked about a lot recently and something that I've really come to understand through podcasting and through connecting and facilitating and building community, specifically in the adoptee community, is that it is the, I will say, one of the greatest privileges that any person can have to be given or told or be on the receiving end of someone else's story in any form or fashion. I think the fact that anybody is anybody can look at someone and say, okay, I want to share this with you. I think that is amazing. And I think that we take that, we can take that for granted a lot of times. And a lot of other times we maybe don't know what to do with that information. But when it comes to sharing for myself, it's from a place of wanting to be heard and just to be seen. Um, it's not that I need somebody or my audience or whoever I'm speaking with to give me the answers to have the most in-depth conversation necessary to make it feel like, oh, there's a piece of value that's come out of this. It's specifically because for so long, I didn't have anybody who was hearing me. I didn't have anybody who I felt like I could share my story with or was safe enough to share. And so experiencing that over and over again, internalizing that made it very difficult to want to share. And so I think I kind of got off track there, but um, the, that's the reason I consider it a privilege because when you start to unpack or when I've started to unpack all of this adoption trauma, um, all of the internalized racism that I took in as I was growing up in the predominantly white community that I grew up in, um, it can feel, and it felt like, it felt like I had to be selective for a second. Um, it felt like I had to be very cautious and pointed with the words that I was sharing and, and what I was sharing. And I say that f knowing full well that I started a podcast with two other Korean adoptees very quickly uh, into my journey, which was me then now sharing quite a bit about my own personal journey. But even in a podcast medium, even this, this situation right here, there is this layer, this wall of, of, there, there, there's just a wall there that allows kind of this disconnect um, from a from sharing in real time to when someone might hear this on the podcast. Now I know I'm doing I'm live streaming this on Instagram, so people are obviously getting this information uh, in real time. But even from a podcast perspective, especially when we first started the John Chi Show, you know I think there was like there was this safety barrier, an internet veil. Thank you. Um, uh um yes and a veil a veil that yes the internet veil <laughs> this is professional podcasting people this is how we do it we uh forget what we are saying and then we jump back in i'm not going to edit any of this out as soon as i'm done with this and throwing the music on i'm going to put it out anyways the internet veil that allows again for this disconnect um between sharing your story in real time and then the privilege of being able to hear that post story uh, or post share. It's completely different on something like Clubhouse. 
And so I think that was the first time that I really understood the privilege. So the John Chi show, we were doing a lot of interviews. And at the time that Clubhouse was coming around, we're really finding our groove in the interview. And I was really appreciative of that. I bet you can even go back and listen and hear me sit, talk about the privilege of that story share. But it was on Clubhouse when we created the Asian Adoptee Club for our community, specifically for Asian adoptees, that I truly understood the meaning of of what it means or when I truly understood what it means to have that privilege. And the anecdote I'll share is that pretty early on, um, we were all sitting in the room, we're having a great discussion and somebody came up on stage to share. And as they started to share, it became very apparent that this was the very first time that they had shared any part of this or even kind of unpacked this. And at the time I was using the fog language. And so I will use it here because it was as we were listening to this person share openly starting to unpack and confront stuff that they had gone through uh, as an Asian adoptee, it was it was it, it was amazing. It was and it, it gave me like chills. It gives me goosebumps now just thinking about it. And um, and I was and I was struck by the fact that this person felt safe enough in our space to openly go through that process of coming out of the fog in real time with a group of strangers. And it just honestly, it blew my mind because I had not, ex I had not really experienced that through the show yet. Like I've been going through my own process of waking up, um, and going through that in real time, obviously. But what was, what was amazing was that I had not, or what was struck me was that I had not truly sat on the receiving end of someone going through it in real time themselves. Um, is that wasn't, and, in, and on the podcast, we had had guests on even at that time who maybe were sharing for the first time, but had shared in a capacity previously. And so <clears throat> had a little bit of knew a little bit of how they were going to share their story, but this person had never shared in any capacity. And so it was, I share, I share that because that was the moment that I was like, oh, this is a major privilege for anyone to be able to receive someone's story in any capacity. And from that moment on, that's what I've really tried to infuse in my own work is that um, we have to, we have to, we have to recognize that anytime somebody is willing to open up and share any part of their lives with us, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to then give them the answers that they might be looking for. It simply means that we need to be there to listen and to support in whatever way that they need that support at that time. And it might just be acknowledging that experience that they're sharing with us. Um, it might not even be us telling them our story to not one up them, but to like in a comparative way. I think we live in a time right now where it's a lot of comparison. It's a lot of comparing 
your experience to my experience and what why that's imp why we have to compare it. it's like and it's like we don't have to compare we all have our own experiences and we live our own lives in that way and that's the beauty of storytelling to me is the fact that we can share is that when we share we realize oh there are major differences in your experience and you grew up in the same household as me now referring to like my sister um, that's another anecdote I can give is just like my sister and I grew up in the same household, one and a half years apart, um, wildly, wildly different experiences as Asian adoptees who grew up still with a white family and a transracial household, a predominantly white community. You know, it is, and even then we did not talk to each other when we were growing up about these experiences because we either didn't feel safe we didn't feel like even each other would hear each other, if that makes sense. Um, and we didn't feel like, and we didn't have the language to articulate what we were feeling at the time. And so that's why I, I, that's why I like to do this podcast, why I like to do podcasts in general, why I just like podcasts in general. Um, but really why I, why I am, why I've set another goal, especially coming in 2023, and I, I talked about this at the top. I was going to talk about what I was going to do there. And so I'll, I'll kind of transition into that, is that, you know, really building, understanding that privilege of storytelling, story sharing, being on the receiving end of someone's story um, is informing what it is that I want to continue to do in my own work uh, with the show, with the John Chi show, with other things. And so in 2023, something that I've really, I'm really wanting to hammer home for myself is the intentionality that I take when it comes to my time for one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, I feel like I've just gotten super busy at the end of the year. And I think that's, I think that's changing and, and evolving a little bit uh, here in the next couple of months, but as we close out the year, but I feel like I lost or got away from the ability to create time for those one-on-one -on -one conversations. Because I think something else I've learned, especially through the John Chi show, but just as having an individual platform like I do on Instagram and now LinkedIn is that, you know, people reach out to you and they, I'll say most people don't expect a response, but a lot of people will reach out and share a lot in just a message. And I really, I really, really appreciate that. And sometimes I'm going to be honest, there have been times where I just, I, I read the message and I don't respond in the moment and then something else happens and then I don't respond ever. And, you know, I talked about, I've been talking about the privilege of sharing a story. Like it's a privilege of mine to be able to not respond to that. And it's, but it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a good privilege. It's the privilege of being too busy. And it's also the, the fallacy of not being intentional with my time. And when I talk about the privilege of, of being on the receiving end of someone's story, like I also have to check myself when it comes to the fact that if somebody is sharing with me, I do I have to at least acknowledge that because we are again, looking for bits and pieces of acknowledgement throughout our lives when we share our stories so that way we can continue to build on that when we don't receive that acknowledgement when we don't receive validation 
we can withdraw, we can become reclusive from telling our stories. And instead of building upon the validation that we receive, we're now finding adjacent ways to seek that where we can, or I'll say that I, I've been saying we, but I should say I, because again, all of our experiences are individual. Um, and while they might, it might resonate, uh, I don't want to say that I'm speaking for the full community because I never am. I'm only speaking from my own experience. But um, start to build, try and find other ways to find validation, to find truth, to find acceptance, whatever it is that we're seeking at the moment and the reasons why we're sharing. And we can, and I can leave those bits and pieces of my story behind. And that's what I did for 30 years. You know, that's 30 years of that was me leaving bits and pieces of myself behind because I felt like nobody's listening to me or I was told nobody cares. Like you are, you need to get over this, uh, this adoption thing or this racialized thing or whatever it is. Um, and so I don't want to, I don't want to be the cause or the arbiter of that for other people. And so I guess this is a formal apology to anyone that I haven't responded to. Um, yes, I have to take my own time uh, and self-care for myself and and, be, and do that. But I also can be and should be more intentional with the way that I'm responding to folks, with the way that I treat people who come into my inbox, um, who just want to share and who are maybe just seeking just that one point of validation. And I could give that to them were I not looking at myself as too busy, um, you know, because at the end of the day, I can always find way back. I'm on social media for whatever reason. I'm finding ways to write. You know, there are times where I can build in 10 to 15 minutes to go through my messages and reach out and respond and whatever the case might be. And so um, I do apologize. Uh, definitely not my intention to do that. And I realize that not everybody with followings is going to be able to get to everybody. And not that they should. But I, th I, you know, I think on the on the flip side of this, I think that there has to be a respect for the capacity of a creator or somebody operating in this space, and folks have to understand that it's not there. There are going to be times where it's it's difficult to do to get to. But I will say, of a lot of the creators that I follow, I see a lot of people being able, being making the attempt, being intentional about finding their way to responses, finding their way to respond to comments. I'm sure they're doing it in the messages as well. I've had many conversations about this with other folks, especially on LinkedIn lately, about engagement in that way and what true engagement means um, from a community perspective uh, on a social media space. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I am sorry that for anyone that's reached out to me and I have not responded or did not respond in a timely manner, that's definitely on me. Um, and, you know, I'm going to try and be better. That's one of my 2023 intentions. I looked over here because normally on my board, I have a bunch of stuff written down that are my goals for the year. Um, I don't have any of that written down right now. And the board is not going to be there in one day. It's going to be moved to our new home as we get ready to do that, which is another 2023 endeavor. Um, or I guess closing out the 2022 year, but, um, yeah, I'll say that's, that's what's been on my mind, uh, so far in the first half of November has been this privilege of story sharing the, just the continued. Okay. What I'll say is, um, is this, is that I've been really, really encouraged by the number 
of new folks and people that have joined or that I have seen sharing their introductions or just sharing a ton. Um, just openly for the, for, for what feels like to me for the first time. Um, again, I don't know everybody in the community. I don't think that's possible to do. Uh, it may, it might be, but there's so many, so many of us in this community. And I feel like I just seen even from last year where I felt like I saw a ton of new people coming in, even more new people. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, I've only been celebrating or taking part. I won't even say celebrating, but taking part in this in national adopt or an adoptee awareness month for the past two years, two and a half years. And I do want to acknowledge everyone in the comments saying to give myself grace. I do very much appreciate that. Um, and definitely taking that into account always trying to figure out ways to be able to do that for myself. So thank you for saying that. Um, but I, um, what the heck was I just saying? See that normally in the podcast, I would cut out these pauses and make it seem like I know what I was talking about. Uh, but I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> I'm going to leave it all in. It's totally fine. Um, um, anyways, um, I feel like, I feel like I just see, I just, I'm just watching this community grow. Oh, I remember. So what, because I've only been participating in this, in this month for the past couple years, interested to see and to know, and the conversations I've had with older adoptees who have watched this happen as well, um, even talk about the explosion in adoptees waking up from the great sleep to in months like this, in the past couple of years, because of social media, because of particularly adoptee TikTok, which I'm not, I am a part of, but I'm not really a part of it. Um, because of all of these different platforms where we are now seeing people adoptees specifically push and create counter narratives to the dominant narrative of adoption that we've always had. And it's not just the folks who have been always talking about it. It's folks that like myself who are stumbling upon these voices, um, and saying, Oh, that resonates with me. Oh, that's something that I've thought about. Oh, that's something that pisses me off. Um, and, and then not just like sitting on that fact or sitting on that information, but actively working to do something about it, which is utilize their voice. And at the end of the day, when it comes to storytelling and why that's such an important facet of my life um, and why I've leaned into it so heavily is because we can't have enough of us sharing our own personal experiences because when only a few of us do and when all of those experiences or the majority of those experiences feel like actually let me let me pull back not when a few of us do but when when the industry or the I hate to I hate the words mainstream media but when larger news and media corporations and then organizations and, and agencies that are affiliated with adoption or facilitate adoption, when they have historically highlighted voices, it has been stories that are similar. And the interesting and ironic part of that is that if you talk to each one of those individuals, their stories would be very different. But because they have had 
what is to be considered positive adoption experiences. And because they have not, uh, as Kim McKee coins stepped into or become an adoptee killjoy, which is specifically an adoptee who embraces the counter narrative and who does not speak to, uh, or who speaks out against specific things at adoption, um, and brings a different viewpoint of the adoptee experience to the conversation, those voices have not been highlighted. And so that's why storytelling to me is so important. And that's why I encourage everyone who has the opportunity to, to share if you find yourself in a safe enough space to do so when you find yourself capable and ready to do so, to step out and share because we have to, we, sh the way that we um, bring nuance and balance to a conversation and to a narrative is by providing alternative perspectives on those narratives. And we have to, as folks of privilege like myself, who have certain platforms, have to be willing and have to be engaged in that conversation to lift those voices up. Because if we're not taking the time to amplify the voices who and the and the perspectives that are different than ours, then we are perpetuating the continual narrative of the positive adoption experience. And while there while that is part of the adoption experience, while people can have a positive experience as an adoptee and maybe never feel like they have experienced trauma or deal with the trauma at a, appropriately from a young age through a healthy and, and positive relationship and, and most likely an open adoption with the uh, first family, then, you know, that is part of the experience. But that's not the only experience. And I think that's where we that's where a lot of folks outside of our community get lost and don't understand and why adoption and adoptees specifically are seen as a monolith because we are because the angry adoptee, the adoptee killjoy, the ungrateful adoptee is the one off. And for folks listening, I did the air quotes around one off because that's how we that's how people with those experiences are treated as an outlier as someone who as someone who doesn't it doesn't fit their version or their viewpoint of what it means to be adopted and they can't understand that because they're not adopted and because too often our voices are being silenced or sidelined um for somebody who has had a quote unquote good experience. And so again, being intentional with responding and reaching back out to folks who, who reach out to me and share any little bit of that, um, encouraging folks who are sharing for the first time or finding their way to this community, waking up from that great sleep to share when they're ready because nobody can force you. Nobody should force you to share and at the end of the day, if you've had a negative experience with adoption and you don't want to share it, that's totally okay. I think it's wholly and roundly unfair and wrong that we should have to ask adoptees who have suffered significant trauma to share that trauma over and over again 
in order for people outside of our community to listen. That's not fair. It's not fair to any community, the indigenous community, the black community, LGBTQ plus community. It's not fair to anyone in any of those communities to have to relive their traumas over and over and over again. Just so we can, so people in power, people with privilege will go, oh yeah, that's, that is a problem. Maybe we should, maybe we should do something about that. Maybe we should, maybe we should talk about that. And then come and come to find out nothing happens. And then nothing happens. And then we have to go back to the well of trauma and go again and again and again. Because we, because as a society, we have decided we, or we long ago decided that we did not, we don't want to hear about these negative experiences. We don't want to talk about slavery. We don't want to talk about indigenous genocide because that makes America look bad. I don't know why I'm using air quotes so much, but, um, gets me a little bit emotional because I it, it just it just makes me very upset that we have to do that. And so because that is the case, again, do not feel like you have to share, especially if you've gone through all of the if you've experienced numerous and continual trauma because of adoption or because of anything, do not feel like you have to share. No one you don't owe it to anyone to to share that if you don't want to. Um but if you do if you find yourself in that position of I do want to share this in order to bring awareness, in order to bring balance and nuance to this conversation, then I hope I want you to know that there are spaces out there. There are folks out there who can provide you that safe space to do so. Um, definitely does not have to be me uh, or the or us on the John Chi show. There are a number of people um, who provide any number of these people, any one of these people in these comments right now that I see here, um, I would highly, highly recommend um, as people. Katie Gagel, Kirsta uh, Carpuzzi here on Instagram, um, Mayor Jenna, amazing person. She's the ultimate hype person. Like those are three right off the bat that I can say will hear you, will see you, will provide you that validation. And again, like finding and making sure people have the capacity is also very important, but, um, it's there, it's there. And it's, uh, it's, it's an opportunity for you. If, if you need it, if you find yourself in a place to be able to, to share, uh, I just want folks out there to know that those, those spaces do exist and those, and those folks do exist. Um, okay. I'm getting on a rant. I'm getting a little rambly and I appreciate everyone who showed up on the Instagram live. Again, this is me recording, uh, an episode that should already be out, but I forgot to record and I decided that I just do it on Instagram live and, um, yeah, we'll just do it two ways. We're doing it two ways. So, um, Let's see. What else was I going to talk about? Okay, so the rest of the month, you know, I talked about a little bit of 2023. The rest of this month, you know, that's what I hope for. I hope for us to continue to show radical empathy towards our fellow adoptees, towards um, people in, who, people of the global majority in general, people who find themselves marginalized by white supremacy and white domination. Um, and I hope that through the rest of this month as well, we see... Just those, and again, it's going to be gradual. It's going to be subtle, probably, these changes that we want to see. It's going to be, it's going to be slow going, unfortunately. 
but we we see more and more voices coming out of waking up from the great sleep and sharing, which is amazing. And that's just what I that's what I hope to see for the rest of this month. I hope to continue to see that. I hope to I hope to continue to see uh, my fellow adoptees who I've been in community with for the past two years, um, showing that radical empathy, that radical love, and bringing people into their communities, providing them a space to share. You know, that's. That's my goal for this month is to continue to do stuff like that. Um, I also have to move into my house next week with my wife. So being intentional about that's the other thing. Being intentional with my time also means being intentional with my time at home. Um, it means being intentional about the time I spend with my partner and being present and available to work on the stuff that we need to work on, a.k.a. the house we're moving into. So um, I... You know, that's another thing that's going on this month. Um, I was, there's some other stuff going on too. I'm sure I'm going to have some announcements coming up, but uh, yeah. So that's what that, the rest of, that's what the rest of November looks like. <laughs> um, uh, that's what the rest of November looks like. Jenna, I appreciate that. Um, maybe I will do this. Maybe I will do this for the point fives. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not a video content person, if you can imagine. Uh, a lot of writing on my page, but um, we'll see. Um, oh, so with with November continuing on and now out of the way of this podcast, um, for December, I guess we'll wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know about every day, because I don't know about every day, but maybe. Um, I'm going to wrap it up by talking about what to expect going forward from Conversation Piece in December. So episode three is featuring another adoptee, of course. Why would I ever have anyone else that isn't adopted on here? Even though I talk about wanting to not talk about adoption all the time, why would I do that? Um, she is one of my very good friends. Um, she is a fellow Korean adoptee. And I'll say maybe my best friend in the in the adoptee community specifically. Uh, hyping her up. She was on here for just a second. I'm pretty sure that she left because she's got work to do. But uh, my guest next month will be the incomparable Katie Gagel. Um, we just talked on the phone for an hour the other day, and it was the first time that we talked in a long time, I feel like. And excited to talk to her about whatever it is that she wants to talk about. And I know we're going to have a really great conversation. Um, I'm very, very excited for that. Very excited to be able to share time with my friend. Katie was one of the first people. Um, actually, before I begin, I was about to say one of the first accounts. And I want to I want to drop, I want to say this about that language. Um, the folks who do create on social media, uh, it's really easy to lose the humanity part of that. Uh, and consider them an account and not a person. And I was doing that for a long time. Oh, one of my favorite accounts is at Teach and Transform. Well, no, one of my favorite people to recommend as a Reese or as someone to learn from is Liz Kleinrock, who has a handle Teach and Transform on Instagram. So I've been trying to find my way to that language because I think it, it's really important for us to recognize the people behind the accounts, the people behind the resources that do these things, because these things just don't happen themselves. Um, it takes people 
to do those things. I don't know why, what's going on in my throat. But it takes the people to do these things. And I think it's really, really important to recognize that, including uh, Cassette is in here right now. I Well, she wasn't here, but she uh, operates an account called Navigating Adoption. And like, it's very easy to go that account, Navigating Adoption, but what's maybe more difficult but more important is to recognize the folks behind those accounts. And so, um, so Katie was one of the first people who I found on social media who was talking about adoption and adoptee experience and was also a Korean adoptee. And I was so enthralled, so taken by her content. I was like, I got to connect with this person in some way. And eventually we did. And through that, we got to the Asian adoptee clubhouse. And then we just, we've, formed a really good, a really great friendship that I would not trade for anything um, in the in in any space because she has seen me at my highest moments at my lowest moments when it comes to this um, and it just has been an amazing person not just to know and be friends with but to learn from as well so I'm very excited for this December episode uh, of conversation piece with Katie Gagel that is going to be a great conversation gonna be very very much very very much fun very fun um so excited to share that with y'all as well um uh, what else in december uh it's the holidays so whatever holidays that you celebrate in the month of december i hope that you're able to do so with whoever it is that you uh celebrate those things with um i feel like i have a lot of travel coming up but maybe not anymore again announcements announcements pending um but then that takes us to 2023 and it takes us to a new time. Oh, another thing that's happening in December. So on December 2nd, I will stump now f- moving, pivoting to uh, to political um, just because I feel like it's very important. But if you are a constituent of Georgia, December 2nd is your runoff election for the Senate. Uh, Raphael Warnock uh, against Herschel Walker. And... I will just say, you know, exercise that right. Uh, Regardless of who you're voting for, get out there, do it. Uh, I think I just read an article the other day that said that they're expecting extremely low turnout for some reason. Um, And we got to folks just have folks. I don't know. I don't know. This is a whole nother topic, but that's all. That's all I'll say. December 2nd, uh, Georgia runoff for Senate seat. Uh, incumbent Senator Warnock against Herschel Walker. Get out there and vote. Do your thing. Uh, participate in this political system that you may or may not love. I don't love it, but it's what we currently have. And so hopefully that'll change in the future as well, which is, again, 2023. 2023, I'm coining it right now, the year of further change. Um, the year of doing more again. So... The year of an opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to grow individually and to continue to grow as a community and to continue to grow as communities and solidarity with each other in order to find true, real freedom and peace for all of us. And so that's what 2023 looks like for me. I hope I want that to be the case. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, 
that's what's coming up. Um, before I go, uh, does anybody, I'll ask it again. If anybody has any questions or anything, I'll take, you know, maybe two or three minutes to answer any questions that anybody has. Just want to say a big shout out and thank you to everybody who has been hanging out here with me. Uh, really means a lot. And um, I'm not sick. I think it's just, uh, 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 that wasn't me. on. <laughs> It's early in the morning. I haven't taken my allergy pill yet. You know, there's, I gotta, it's fine. It's totally, totally, totally fine. Everyone is fine. Um, yeah. So, oh, I did actually want to shout out um, uh, Kirsta. She is at Carpuzzi on Instagram. She's the one that said the the internet veil when I was talking about the the screen up between when you're talking about something in real time and when people actually hear it, you know, that's a little bit of a privilege, the internet veil, a privilege, um, to everyone saying that I should do a morning show. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I, I don't think that's the best move for me at the moment. Um, but, uh, I appreciate that thought. You know what? I'll think about it. 2023, the year doing more again. So we will, we'll see. We'll see if that's something that, comes up but um again thank you to everybody who tuned in this morning this was super impromptu uh apologies to everybody who's used to the episode already having been out right now um i will get the actual this actual episode uploaded here in the next uh hour or so and so if you want to re-listen I don't know why you would, but if you want to re-listen that would be uh much appreciated I suppose and um yeah, I just I just really appreciate it. I just really appreciate it. Um, so for the listener at home, if you want to follow me, I actually don't have any social media accounts for this podcast yet. So go to at Patrick in the world. That's where you can find me, where you can find the podcast conversation piece. Again, comes out twice a month on the first and the 15th. Um, you can also check out my other podcast, John Chi Show, or the John Chi Show at John Chi Show. Uh, also check out the show I'm producer on at Dear Asian Americans. Just had an episode with the vice president. Amazing, amazing situation and amazing conversation. So hopefully you can check that out if you have time. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your nom. I hope you have a great rest of the Adoptee Awareness Month. Um, what else is there? I really don't have anything else to plug. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. But thank you again to everybody who tuned into the live stream of this. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in to the first few episodes of this show. Uh, again, this is something that I just said, F it. I'm going to do it. I want to do something else. I want to provide a little bit more value with the newsletter that I've been putting out. And this was what came of it. So excited to continue going on this journey, excited to continue building community with y'all, excited to continue sharing stories and amplifying voices and elevating the communities who aren't elevated enough. And so, yeah, I have been Patrick in the world. (laughs) That was so stupid. See, normally I would cut this out, but I'm leaving it in. Uh, I have been Patrick Armstrong, host. This has been Conversation Peace. Uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. But until then, I hope you are all well. Thanks, y'all.